Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Michelle Angeli about connecting versus networking and why it is critical to connect with others professionally, both as a professional and as a leader. Michelle Angeli, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I am super excited to be meeting with you today. We've uh, scheduled this and, and been planning on this for a long time, and we finally get the chance to have a nice chat. Today, we're going to be focusing on the distinction between connecting versus networking and why it is critical to connect with others professionally, both as a professional and as a leader. Of course, we know that so much of the success that we will have in life and in business will come through the relationships we have with other people. Uh, and, and so we're going to really pull that apart and talk more about that as we have this conversation today. As we get started, I wanted to share Michelle's bio with everybody. Michelle Angeli is a bilingual international speaker and coach who motivates and teaches strategies on how to successfully connect to career opportunities for growth and development. She was a first-generation college student who was able to get her dream job before she graduated as a television producer. She has worked on and developed content for global brands and television broadcasting and marketing like Univision, Telemundo, ABC, NBC, and CBS, uh, Mercedes-Benz USA, and Delta Airlines. In 2016, she created the first all-inclusive business resource group at Mercedes-Benz USA to connect leaders and professionals with, other, with, with each other for growth and development. She continued to expand on this work and created her second dream job with the launch of Connect with Michelle and Julie. She has developed a curriculum focused on networking, personal branding, and self-esteem that helps professionals and leaders learn how to connect for professional growth. Michelle has an idea worth sharing and will become a speaker at Southampton, England's inaugural TEDx event this year. Her journey and work has been featured in Rolling Stone, Entrepreneur, Forbes, Glassdoor, and Telemundo, among other news outlets. She is featured in the book called Hispanic Stars Rising, The New Face of Power, and is currently working on her own first book. Uh, What a tremendous background. It's a pleasure to have you. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background before we launch on in? No, thank you so much. I think you covered it all. I'm excited to talk to you today. Excellent. Well, so let's start with this this distinction that you make between connecting versus networking. What do you mean by that? And why do you feel like that is so important? Sure. So networking, it's interesting because what I found throughout my whole entire career is that there was never a real definition for networking, right? It was this 
you know, statement or this word that was used and, you know, in college, hey, it's very important to network or throughout your professional career, network with others. But there hasn't been a real method to that talks about that, especially for young professionals or people that are looking to pivot career wise, right? Because typically networking usually means, you know, being in a room with people who happen to be in your same industry or you have um, the same, you know, interests. And so it's a little easier to talk about, you know, the things that you know or that you jointly have in common. But connecting, I found, is a different way that helps you essentially network, but not just within your professional circle, but without your, without your professional circle, anywhere and everywhere that you are. Because I truly believe that today career opportunities can come from just about any resource. And so I've defined connecting as an authentic way to learn or assist someone. And basically the three main components of that definition is one, being authentic and being who you are, and then also learning from people. So there is an opportunity to learn from everyone that you interact with, and then also assisting, which I call that, which I say that that is the most powerful part of this process, because as we can all remember someone who's assisted us, we can remember them in a fond way. So if you have an opportunity to assist someone, whether through you know you assisting them directly or providing a resource, that's an impactful way for you to really connect with someone. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. And I like your focus on looking for, you know, relationships um, that will serve you well, but also allow you to serve others uh, in as you go through life and as you develop in your own career, because whether it's in your current industry, your current kind of job framing or not, um, that the kind of, dare I say, volatile nature of uh, of the world of work today is that uh, we we switch we switch jobs often we switch even professions often uh, certainly we switch organizations and so um, you know why limit ourselves uh, we need interdisciplinary multidisciplinary skill sets that are going to be transferable across different types of jobs that will allow us to perform well uh, and and so whatever you're doing today certainly can help you develop and grow into what you might be doing tomorrow. Um, but you may not even be in the same field. Uh, you know, a lot of people who listen to this podcast are in some sort of leadership role, often people managers of some sort, uh, or even HR professionals. And, you know, you may not be in HR in five years from now, but you will do HR things and the skills and competencies that have helped you be successful now will help you be successful in the future. And so if your network only consists of for example, other HR people, how are you going to be able to make that leap and that transition to new opportunities? It's going to be way harder. Uh, so, so of course, like you said, connecting is networking, but networking isn't necessarily connecting. And if we can kind of broaden our net, broaden our scope and our uh, increase the aperture of our own kind of framing and understanding of how we are building out our career and developing ourselves, it's going to pay dividends in the future. The other thing you said that I, I just really want to emphasize uh, is that w whether we're networking or connecting or whatever we want to call it, um, the most value comes when we are genuine and when we are adding meaningful value to others. So if, if I'm only connecting with people on LinkedIn, for example, to grow my you know network, quote unquote, that in and of itself has very little value. Um, but if I'm connecting with people and then reaching out and having a chat with them, trying to figure out what they need, how I can help them, 
um, kind of the, the, the reciprocal nature uh, of human relationships and just the, the desire that people have to, to reciprocate when someone is, is helpful to them, it will work in your benefit. Now, does that mean something's going to um, turn around and, and give you an opportunity immediately? Of course not. You're laying, you're, you're putting out seeds and you're laying the groundwork for things that may happen, you know, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. But when I look back, you know, at the opportunities I've had in my professional life over the last, you know, however long, um, almost always it's, it's things that I've done to help and to help others to, to provide value to other people. Uh, and then sometimes it's a decade or more before a new opportunity emerges because of what I did, you know, years before. Uh, and so if we can kind of have that long-term framing of how we're looking at our, our career trajectory, um, the, the doors can open wide open for us to do really cool things in the future. No, definitely. I completely agree. I kind of look at it from this mindset of, and, and, and that's why I focus so much on connecting is because from the time that we're very young, right, we were born with this like innate curiosity. Why not continue that curiosity for the rest of your life? Because that curiosity, as I mentioned, can help you learn a lot of things, connect with different people, assist others, having that mindset for like anywhere that you anywhere that you may be is so helpful. And it just makes the process a bit more natural and also gratifying as well. Yeah. And I think the gratification piece is important because, you know, if, if we're only focused on ourselves and immediate gratification all the time, I, I mean, there's, it's certainly fine to, to have a healthy self-interest and focus on our own career development, right? Yeah. Um, but if we're only focused on like immediate gratification, immediate um, outcomes, we're going to uh, undermine our the, the, the opportunities we have from more long-term um, types of relationships that we might develop. And, and some of the best, again, some of the best opportunities that have come to me in my life have not come immediately. They, they've been genuine, authentic relationships that have been developed with other professionals that over time, um, you know, we develop trust, we lean on each other, and then an opportunity emerges. Uh, and I would have missed out on those opportunities had I only been focused on what am I going to get for me right now. But instead, you know, I'm focused on, you know, yes, what, what do I need? Yes, uh, absolutely. But how can I help others? How can I develop others? And, and inevitably that ends up uh, per, you know, creating new channels, new opportunities. Um, and so I guess my point is it doesn't need to be an either or like, you don't need to be completely selfless and, and run yourself ragged trying to do everything for everyone else all the time. Um, you also don't want to be just fully, you know, self-centered and focused only on you all the time having a healthy balance will allow you to have those meaningful reciprocal relationships, meaningful relationships of, of accountability and trust with others. And that can then transition into those future types of career opportunities. Uh, and ultimately, you know, I think that's, that's what we all want. We want stability. We want opportunity. We want uh, the chance to grow and to develop in our own lives and what we're describing, I think, is, is one of the pathways to make that happen. Uh, and so often, I, you know, whether I'm at, in the university setting talking with students who are, you know, 
feeling really busy. They're juggling a lot of things and they're, they're early in, in their career, just trying to get started. It can seem so daunting. It can seem, you know, like this idea of, you know, me sharing the notion, it took me 10 years to build these relationships that ended up paying off uh, for opportunities in the mind of a young student. They may think, well, why would I even bother with that? Um, well, you bother, you bother with that because that, that is the path forward uh, with the best results. Uh, in my experience. And so kind of slow and steady wins the race kind of an idea and, and just consistently adding value to your network, adding value to the people that you connect with. And, and again, casting that broad net. So you're not going to be pigeonholed into just one narrow little niche um, career pathway. Yeah, no, definitely. I love the way you say that a, a, a steady race, definitely. And yeah, I mean, building your networks, I tell people all the time that and I and, and I work with a lot of, you know, young professionals, but also people that are, you know, looking to pivot career wise, right. And so they're kind of they feel that they're starting from zero. And what they don't understand is that these networks, these connections that you've built over the course of your career that might be in one specific industry, they can help you and develop into different industry. Don't assume that you have to start from zero, right? You know, everything that you've done in your past has value. The people that you've assisted has value. I mean, in my personal life, I've helped someone who, as you mentioned, years from now has made an introduction for me or has recommended me for something that turned out to be an amazing opportunity. And this is something that developed out of me helping them years ago. So you never know the impact that you're going to make, right? I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There's no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of our problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Yeah, absolutely. That impact, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Um, we, we, I guess we kind of trust and we have faith in the goodness of other people that, you know, what goes around comes around. And if we put good things out there into the universe, good things will come back to us. <laughs> uh, and, and that's, that's been my experience. Now I, I know things that doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect and easy. And um, you know, there will be frustrations and sometimes you'll, you'll put energy into a particular connection and relationship and nothing will ever come of it. Um, mm -hmm. That happens all the time, right? But if you're consistently putting good energy out there and, and doing good things, uh, good things will 
will open up for you. You will have uh, more opportunities because of it. Um, another distinction I, that you make, I suppose, is is uh, you know we we talk about the importance of networking and connecting professionally, um, but then you also make the distinction between you know me as a professional versus me as a leader doing those things. So why why do you think that's an important distinction to make, and why is it critical that we we do both? Sure. So I think that connecting with yourself as a professional, trying to develop professionally is important because one, you have to understand who you are. And I talk about, you know, understanding what your unique value proposition is, especially if you work in environments where it's a big company or anything of that nature. It's important to understand what your value is so that you can use that value to connect with others. And then also also understand, you know, what are some of your goals, right? Because if we want to develop ourselves professionally, we need to have a certain set of goals, right? And, and and in order to get there, you have to build a roadmap, you have to build networks and connections that can learn, that you can learn from and can also assist you. So the focus is definitely on figuring out how to accomplish your goals as an individual, right? As a leader, though, connecting is a little bit different because, yes, you have to connect with yourself as a professional, but as a leader, connecting takes on a whole different dimension because if you are a leader of a group, and in today's like ever-changing business environment, we know there's tons of leaders who have a diverse set of people that they lead, right? The business environment today is comprised of, you know, multi-generations working together, groups with different cultures working together, and that to itself can add a level of complexity. And so as a leader, you have to make a bigger attempt in connecting with all the different people in your group so that one, you can create a better relationship with them, but most importantly, as a leader, you can help build great relationships among your team members because the better that they work together, the better you look as a leader, the more success you guys will have as a team. Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely true. So much of leadership and effective leadership is relationship building, relationship management, right? Yes. Um, the, the ability to, to influence others uh, is built on a foundation of trust. And you can only have trust as, as you commit to developing and sustaining meaningful, genuine relationships with your people. Um, so having those connections, those relationships are going to be absolutely essential um, for you, the, the success of you and your team. Absolutely. The other piece of that as a leader in, in my connections is you know, a lot of my ability to be effective as a leader, um, you know, I think about in terms of what barriers can I help take down? What roadblocks can I remove for my people to be able to do their best work and, and bring their authentic self to the workplace uh, and to do what they love and to innovate and create and do cool things, right? And there's always bureaucracy. There's always, um, you know, roadblocks in the way of that. And so part of my job in supporting my people is to help navigate all of that. And what's the best surefire way for me to be able to effectively navigate all of that and to deal with organizational politics and all those sorts of things. I have to develop meaningful connections uh, in relationships, not just with my team, but across the organization with other key stakeholders, right? Um, if I don't, if I'm siloed into my own area and I have, I could have the greatest team ever, um, we, we're just like the, the best positive climate and culture. Uh, everyone loves working together. But as a, as a group, as a unit, we are going to 
continually butt heads with the larger organizational and institutional structures, policies, practices, and procedures um, that can ultimately end up undermining what we're trying to do. And so I have to do both as a leader. And that's, I mean, I, I recognize that's a tall order, but I need to do both. I need to create that environment for my team. I need to have those connections, those relationships. I also need to make sure that I'm doing that, you know, spreading a, a wide net across the, the organization, the institution, and even the industry um, so that those connections are there that will allow us to, to drive success. Definitely. I completely agree. Yeah, it's extremely, extremely important. And that's what, why one of the reasons I look at connecting as not so much as a thing, right? Like networking sometimes is, is, is especially like when you're in college or you're a young professional, it's almost viewed upon as like a job. It's a specific thing. And, and I want to go to a networking event, right? Yes, exactly. Like exactly. And so I tell people, take that notion away and think about it as something that's a part of you, right? Be who you are. And you could be in line getting coffee at Starbucks. It could be anywhere that you are. Cause I've connected online waiting for my, for my, at the cleaners, right? Waiting for my clothes to arrive. Connecting is something that we can do any and everywhere. And so when you look at it that, at that way, it becomes a think easier for you and much more natural to do when you are in settings that it does require you to do that like officially. But I think it's something that we need to practice in our lives personally and professionally every single day at all times. Yeah. And it really can be a very intimidating thing. And if, if we huh. think about these big networking events, all of a sudden they get built up in our head and they feel that the stakes feel very high, don't they? Because like my future career, my future opportunities as a student is going to be largely determined on my effectiveness at this networking event. And so now I get anxious and I have the anxiety and all that. Um, what, what I hear you saying is you, you shift that mentality. You see individual networking events as part of a larger kind of structured conversation around these, these professional connections. Uh, and it lowers the stakes, which will allow you to be more comfortable, which will allow you to be more genuine and authentic, which will allow you to connect with people better. Um, and, you know, I, I'm an introvert. So it's not one, if I go to a, like a networking event, that's not where I'm going to shine. Um, because I don't, like the mingle. Um, it, it's stressful to me. I'll do it if I need to, but it's not really what I would prefer. Um, but I, I, I feel like I haven't had any, like that hasn't hurt me in any way because I, I focus on the, the, the connection piece and those networking events are just one piece of, yeah. of everything else that I'm trying to do. Again, lower the stakes, lower the anxiety, the stress, make yourself comfortable in what you're trying to accomplish, play to your strengths and also recognize your own personality. You don't have to try to be something you're not. Um, exactly. and, and, and if you do that, yeah, you'll have the opportunities and it may show, it may show up when you're in line at the store. It may show up, you know, when you're in the elevator, whatever, um, ultimately those types of opportunities, if you're looking for them will emerge and then you'll have a chance to, to add value to others and, and to leverage those opportunities that might come from it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I talk about this all the time where, you know, some of the most meaningful connections that I've made throughout my career has never been at a networking event, right? It has always been through, again, in line at a coffee shop or me proactively reaching out to someone because I want to learn a little bit about them or I have a resource that can help them. Those are when the real meaningful interactions and connections happen. I mean, you know, we 
networking events, I almost feel like we should rephrase them and remove the word networking from them and just kind of create an, and you know, it could be an event where people get together, but yeah, the word networking is just a big source of anxiety for a lot of people. And that's where I want to take that stigma away from it and focus on what you mentioned earlier, being who you are and doing it where you feel comfortable and how you feel comfortable doing it. And, and I think it's also worth noting that we are social animals. So even though I'm an introvert and, and I say I'm an introvert, but clearly, you know, it's, it's kind of a continuum and in certain contexts I can be more extroverted, other contexts I'm more introverted and it's a continuum. It's not like a dichotomy, right? Um, so throwing that caveat out there, you know, but I'll say overall, I lean introverted. Um, and so even, even though that's the case, I'm still a human being. I, I need and desire and crave connection uh, and community and we're social animals. We need those, those opportunities to connect in meaningful ways. And there's a lot of research on this, you know, in, in this, this world of, of heightened, you know, uh, technological connectivity and social media, there's all these ways that we can connect, but people are feeling more disconnected emotionally uh, in terms of actual relationships more than ever before. Uh, and so what we're looking for again, are, is not just don't like grow your LinkedIn network just to say you have a certain number that doesn't really do anything or mean anything. Um, but actually have these meaningful relationships. I actually like to think about it in terms of my personal advisory board, um, this isn't like an official t title I give to anybody. I don't tell, I don't tell them you were on my personal advisory board, but over time, I know that I have people I can rely on to run things by them, to, to ask their perspective. Um, and, and likewise, they can do the same with me. And so I know when I'm dealing with an issue uh, in this particular area, you know, I have immediately come to mind a handful of people that I can reach out to and that they're my personal advisory board. Um, that has been something I've developed over time and I, I really rely on. And again, the, the, the human notion of us just being social animals and needing those types of connections, um, it, it, it's real. We, and we need to focus on that and we can't be so isolated into just, you know, going through the daily grind of everything that we need to do and accomplish to, to be able to be effective at our work. Uh, if that's all we're focusing on, we're, we're going to find that, you know, years from now, we're kind of hollow and unhappy and ultimately not very fulfilled. Definitely. I completely, completely agree. Well, Michelle, it has just been a real pleasure. I note the time and it has flown by. Uh, we're getting close to the end of our time together. But before we close today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. Sure. So if you want to reach out to me, I am definitely active on LinkedIn. I'm under Michelle Angeli Beato. I am also on Instagram as well. And then also on my website, www.michellangeli.com. And so, yeah, I mean, the topic of the day, we talked a lot about connection. And the overall thing that I want to, you know, leave with you is this idea of removing yourself from the word networking and take really taking time to one, connect with yourself first, connect with, you know, who you are, be authentic, decide on what your goals are, and then formulate a plan if you don't know how to do so already to 
branch out, connect with different people, practice in line getting coffee, practice wherever you are, um, you know, genuinely trying to get to know people, either learning from them if there is an interest or helping them if you can. And if you follow that three-step formula, you'll definitely find your way to having success with making connections with others. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, Michelle. It has just been a real pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, to get connected, find out more about what Michelle and her team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.